And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session. And we are here with a brand new year of guest speaker episodes. We are kicking off with our very first one, and I am so you know excited just to have my next guest on. It's been a long time coming. We've been talking about having this man on for quite some time. How long has it really been, Jordan? How long has it been? I don't know. It feels like years at this point, um, but I think we originally started talking back in maybe June, maybe July, early July. Yeah, something like that. I think it's been that long. But uh, this is Jordan Tariff coming in all the way from Los Angeles, California. And he is joining us today, our very first guest of the year. And what a treat for our fans and our audience to have Jordan on the show. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time, man. This is gonna, this one's gonna be a lot of fun. Man, I'm happy to be here. What, a, what an honor and really nice to finally get in in the books. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Yeah, we've been talking, like I said, since July. Big shout out to our mutual friend, Mark. I grew up with Mark and uh, he, of course, introduced me to you via electronically, obviously, because you and I, have, it's been, of course, if anyone, in case anyone doesn't know it, there's a pandemic going on, people. So, but uh, I wasn't sure if you, wasn't sure if you knew that. No, uh, yeah, but thank you for letting me know. I'm, yeah. I need yeah. that sort of information. Wear, wear a mask when you go outside. Absolutely, please. Yeah, yeah. But only to your, and then especially when you go to like a restaurant, you know, wear it to the table. But once you get off the table, the COVID can't get you, just just so you're aware of that too. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And if, if you live in a place like LA, we did recently just close all sort of dining, but we oh. had a curfew for, for one second because I guess COVID <laughs> can't get you after 10. No, it can't. No, that's, that, is, that is absolutely the truth. Yeah, but oh man. So anyway, but it's, like I said, it's just been so so good to just you know I've been getting to know you over the last six months, and of course I know you've just been working so hard on uh, and, and uh, getting some things together. And I think this was just I think the timing just worked out beautifully uh, for us to for do, to do this interview right now. And uh, yeah, so I, I just want to obviously kick off by you know of course uh, your name's Jordan Tariff. You're originally from Massachusetts. And I, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, you know, what got you into, you know, music in the first place? I know, um, you know, obviously you're a singer. Obviously, you're, you're a great writer as well. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, do you play instruments as well? Was it, is it uh, piano is that, you, that you're able to play? Yeah, so I, I, I dabble in piano and I dabble in guitar, but piano is definitely the, the main instrument of choice. Um, yeah, I, I played a little bit of saxophone growing Ooh. up in middle school. I wish that I still had some of those skill sets, but unfortunately I don't. The sax, I'm, I like jazz music, so the saxophone, like when I hear some groovy, funky horns like that, or even trumpets, man, oh, the, the, the brass section always gets me, man. That's, that's, that's a, a favorite of mine. I'm a huge John Williams fan. He's my favorite composer, and he's a big fan of the, the brass section. There you go. It's oh. French horns and... Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I'm right there with you. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so your music though, you, you're definitely more in like, I would say the more of the pop sphere, even like lo-fi pop, even some R&B and soul, um, you know, so like, just give me like a sort of your background, you know, what, what got you into music and, and specifically like, you know, doing the genre that you do, uh, what made you decide to go in that direction? So I think, you know, I've always loved music and it's always been a passion of mine, but when I was young, I was kind of apprehensive about pursuing it because I, I grew up in a town where, you know, it was either business mindset or, or sports were, were the first thing that everybody was encouraged to do. And I kind of fell into that road. I got bullied a lot growing up for liking music. So I pushed it to the side for a second. And then sometime in high school, I woke up one morning. I was like, why do I care what people think? Like, music makes me happy like it's fun to sing it's fun to play the piano a good friend of mine at the time was a, an amazing pianist and he kind of opened up my eyes to the music world and i was like wow piano's a cool instrument i want to start playing that and then some of my family members were like you're a decent singer and you should start posting covers on instagram you should start singing a little bit more and i was like yeah that sounds like a great idea and kind of just started to embrace the thing that made me happy, stopped caring about what made other people happy, and I started singing and doing that kind of stuff. But um, 
as far as the the type of music that I make, I I was a huge Coldplay fan. I still am a huge Coldplay fan. I never stopped talking about them. It could be an issue, but <laughs> it isn't yet. I don't and, think so. Um, I, I spent a lot of time when I was young listening to them. Their music really moved me. It, it made me feel, it brought me back to certain places or certain people. And I was like, this is cool. I, I really feel something when I'm listening to this music. I would love to do that for somebody else. So there's a lot of, especially melodically, I feel like I share a lot of similar tendencies as, as Coldplay because I, I want to move people in the way that I was moved by their music. I love that sentiment. So I'm going to get up and get one something real quick that you'll really, really enjoy. Uh, but the one thing I wanted to uh, mention that you something you said about people that were um, you know, kind of giving you a hard time in high school because you liked music like that. I can't even fathom that, like, because it was, it's, it's kind of funny to me. I was I was having this conversation, I think, with a with a friend of mine and we were saying, you know, I think it's weird See, I don't think it's weird if you don't like sports. Like, if you don't like sports, I can understand that. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I think it's weird if you don't like music. Like, that's strange to me. That's weird. I'm sorry. It's the most universal language. Like, yeah. It, melodies move everybody. It doesn't matter what language the person's singing in, and it doesn't even matter if there are lyrics or not. I mean, you know, you're a big fan of jazz, and jazz is just instruments playing right. off of one another and exactly. it's this whole song and dance between other instruments not even vocals and it's like everybody listens to music everybody feels something from some type of genre or a specific artist or specific type of music and it's like how can you how can why do so many people give others so much shit about wanting to pursue something in the the music world i don't get it either it's weird it's strange and you know, I think this is such a good like sentiment and and just idea thing for people that are, especially if you're in high school listening right now, like or, or whatever age you are, like don't listen to what people think. Who cares, right? Just do what makes you passionate, man. What makes you happy, like that. So I love that you said that and that you kind of just woke up one day and you were like, you know what, like no, like I'm not gonna just do what people think I should do, you know. And and some people don't have that moment until much later in life. So that's such a good thing that you had it at such an earlier age where you were kind of able to be like, all right, now I can focus in on this. I've kind of let that demon go and I can now kind of hone in on the music. Yeah. I, I'm really thankful that it did happen sooner rather than later. You know, sometimes I sit here thinking like, Oh, that would have been cool if I figured that out when I was 10. But you know, I, I'm really thankful for the, the journey that I've had so far. And honestly, that, realization I, I gotta thank my brother for that he helped a lot with that and you know he he gives me a lot of crap all the time because i never stopped singing but he he really supported me in the beginning and was like you, you need to do this you're actually kind of good and i'll never say that again but you're kind of good and he's never said it again since you know that was <laughs> yeah we were young yeah. then but yeah. <laughs> i'm thankful for that moment absolutely Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. And, and you, you have to have people that in your in your corner that will help you along, but also like be critical of not critical of you, but give you, uh, you know, uh, good, you know, constructive criticism. You know what I mean? Yeah, I shout out to my dad for that one, because that man is the most honest man. Um, and I love him to death. But like, he's definitely a big fan of my music. And he'll claim that, you know, I'd like to think I'm not biased, but maybe I am because you're my son. But there have been plenty of moments where I've sent him songs and I'm like, this one I'm, I'm pretty proud of. And he goes, I don't know. I don't like the, the way your voice sounds on it. I don't mm. like the song. It's not that good. And I'm like, okay, I, I can appreciate that. Because everyone has a different taste in music. So it's like you want to take those, you know, those criticisms with a grain of salt. But at the same time, like that is such a good thing. You, you need to have people like that in your corner that aren't just going to be yes men they're just like oh yeah that's dope that's dope oh that song's good too like you want that criticism you know what i mean like i i have people in my life about the pod like with the podcast it's the same thing right like i don't want to hear that every episode is great like i want to hear some of the smaller things that i can fix and get better you know right right but but you're right it really is like everybody's taste in things is so different um i i say this phrase way too much in my life just that perception is reality mm -hmm. and it's true and i i, I really like understood that this this um passion or this like that people have for all different facets of things like my my mom hates john legend's voice and i'm like that's that's crazy that man has an undeniable beautiful silky smooth voice but 
that's your opinion. That's your reality. That's great. There's plenty of music that she loves that I'd be like, we need to turn this off. But it's cool because everybody's got a different style and every like something will resonate with someone like everything will resonate with at least one person. Exactly. No, it's such a good it's such a good sentiment to to share for sure. So no, I'm glad you shared it. And uh, we're going to take a quick, quick break. Uh, Just take a a quick word from a local sponsor. But I have a surprise for Jordan when we get back. So uh, stay tuned. If you're a content creator like me, you know you're a perfectionist, especially when working with audio. You want it to be as crisp, clean, and really clear sounding as possible. And if you're an artist looking for a quality sound engineer, you have to check out Mixed by Hex. Hex is a South Shore, Massachusetts artist, producer, and reputable sound engineer, and also the host of our mini-series, Mixing Tips with Hex. Handing your song off to someone can be a scary process, but at Mixed by Hex, they offer multiple pricing plans, all with a specific number of free revisions. That way, you never have to worry about losing your say in the final product. And right now, Mixed by Hex is offering a free sample mix. That's right, you can hear your first mix of your track before even paying a dime. So I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to www.mixedbyhex.com to get your free sample mix and check out their pricing options and make sure you reference us the turntable teachers in your inquiry now let's get back to the show i will welcome back everyone and uh, i did say i had a, a quick surprise for jordan here so i uh, wanted to show you one of my one of my all-time oh, favorite right. albums <laughs> so good what's your favorite song on that i mean i want probably the scientist but like I mean, is it wrong of me to like, yeah, probably scientist. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Maybe, like maybe like I feel like the cliche one would be clocks. You know what I mean? I don't know. But like, what do you think? What's what's your favorite on this one? I would agree because I feel like anybody that has ever looked in the direction of a piano knows how to play clocks. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the first things that I, I learned how to play. And um, I can't listen to it as much anymore for that reason. Yeah. You just overplay it and stuff. Um, That's nice uh, that you say that though, because I would have said the scientist. The scientist is hands down one scientist of my favorite songs so ever. So good. Like, but I, I, I would have said that that was cliche. But I'm glad to hear that it's not. No, because I think the no, because and I think it would be the cliche one if if not for clocks. Do you know what I mean? Like, so that's that's where I feel on that. And I think one of the sleepers, man, must there's two. I, I can't decide which one I think is the more of the sleeper. Either God put a smile on your face or green eyes. Green eyes is ridiculously good too. I mean, the whole album's amazing. Let's just let's just let's just let's just make that very clear that there's not there's not a there's not a wrong answer here. I don't think. <laughs> no, I I agree though. I love green eyes. I, that's um, it's way underrated. There and oh. there are a couple like one of my favorite underrated Coldplay songs is called Prospects March. And um, which album was that one on? It's actually on an album called Prospects March, but I think that they like shoveled it into Death and All of His Friends. That's because I'm because visually speaking, that's what the album that I thought it would have been on, but I can't remember that whole track list top to bottom at the moment. Um, but um, but that's great. I, I definitely recommend listening to that. It's a sleeper. Some of my favorite melodies, some of my favorite lyrics. It, it's a cool one. Oh yeah, but Rush of Blood to the Head. So it's funny you say Coldplay because my mom growing up. I, I played this like I was this was in my house all the car all the time like this album and then when X and Y came out that was the other one too that was played a ton in my house growing up so love Coldplay too uh, even there even some of their more recent stuff like that song with Beyonce why is why is the name escaping me of that song now um, where she has some of like the the vocals in the background got me feeling drunk and high so high so high I, I, I can't for the weekend. That's it, him for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that song. That song is great. And then with Rihanna, Princess of China, I know that that's a little bit older. Um, I'm a big fan of that one. But their entire Ghost Stories album, which supposedly Ooh. was more of like Chris Martin's, you know, breakup album. Love that album. Yeah, that was more of. Wasn't that the one like he was more? He had just broken up with um, Gwyneth Paltrow, and that was kind of like his. Some more sorrowful. I loved that album too. That Ghost Stories is is really underrated. Yeah, it really is. Um, I think that that honestly, like top to bottom, might be my favorite album. There's mm. obviously their older stuff. It's it's super nostalgic and it's right. undeniable. Exactly. But just exactly. I, 
it's so expansive ghost stories in my opinion like magic is great Ooh, there's um magic. oh which is a hidden track on it and that's so good and i just they seem to experiment a little bit more with it and i guess because of gwyneth paltrow it was uh there was a little bit more emotion charge in the right the album yeah no, that's good. I mean, yeah, we're clearly going on a little rant about Coldplay here. I love it, man. Yeah, like Sorry, said, I, no, no, are you kidding me? This is this is a music podcast. This is what we do, man. I can, I can, well, that's the problem. If I don't cut this off right now and get to other topics, we could, we'll, we'll talk Coldplay the entire episode. So, yeah, I'll, but, get, uh, I'll get too much shit for that. So, well, yeah, now me too, because I don't think I don't know, I don't think I've ever mentioned Coldplay on this podcast i mean i could be wrong this we have a lot of episodes so i probably did once or twice but yeah that's one of the one of the gem albums i have like i have obviously and i people keep kind of telling me like when am i going to switch some of these out i, I think i should i probably I, had i known i would i would have just put it up on the wall so but i'm glad we uh i'm glad i still had it so <laughs> yeah me too but the wall looks great the way that it is oh thank you i appreciate it yeah i mean you got to have amy right you got to have tribe you know and then of course that that that's the one for me is outcast that's why that's what actually got me into jazz music was speaker box love below more more so like outside of names of like just kenny g you know what i mean because that was the only jazz player that was being played in my house that i knew by name and then once i heard speaker box love below you know that's when you know my whole jazz uh that's that's why i really like a lot of uh, horn sections because that's like the album where i was just like this can be in hip-hop this is great like you know what i mean so it was it was a lot of fun but anyway Back to you, man, because you've been you've been doing a lot lately. Like you've had a crazy six months. A lot happened. Definitely want to dive into it. Uh, but I first want to just talk to briefly. So you're originally from Massachusetts, and what made you eventually uh, move out to LA? Like, what was kind of the defining moment where you were just like, "I'm I'm going out there." So I, I started posting some covers on Instagram, and um, a producer who was working over at Capitol reached out to me and was like I, I love your style like i love what you're doing i would love to do a couple songs with you i flew back and forth between la for a little bit while i was in college i think my first year of college and you know we finished recording these couple songs and he's like you just need to come out here and we need to keep working together and i was like absolutely yeah that that sounds great so i dropped out of college after my first year sorry mom and dad and i moved out to la and um yeah that that that's what brought me out here unfortunately i only ended up seeing that producer like twice after i moved here it obviously things didn't work out between the the two of us but yeah he originally brought me out here i was working with him over at capitol records for a little bit and we did f three or four songs together in in the first year that i lived out here that's great yeah, I mean, so what was that? What was the transition like for you going to LA? Like, I mean, of course, you know, you could, you know, Boston's a completely, and Massachusetts is a completely different scene in terms of not only music but also culture, weather, all of it. So, um, what was that transition like for you, and and where, like, how much growth have you seen as an artist for yourself since your move? It it, it was it was pretty cool, um, you know. Just I, I come from a small town. Um, in Western Massachusetts, there's 15,000 people there. And I, I don't want to say it was a, a culture shock because it, it wasn't really um, fortunate where I had a very soft landing in LA, but it it was a lot to take in. I met a lot of interesting people, a lot of cool people, and um, I made sure to really enjoy what the city had to offer in the beginning, you know, like going to all the touristy places, trying to meet all the celebrities, just like stalking where they're hanging out and hoping to run into people but it it was a lot you know i i loved it i'm i'm glad that i did it i did it when i was 19 and um it i i don't know i'm i'm really thankful i feel like i've grown a lot as a person because of that you know living on your own as a 19 year old is is a lot and definitely worth the small culture shock that i had right but yeah. as far as um, like influencing music and stuff it really gave me a lot to write about I spend a lot of time writing and i always draw from the experiences that i have or what's going on in my life i have only recently tried to start like writing from other people's perspectives or even just some made-up ideas but 
that was great. Like it really fueled some of the things that I wanted to say for a long time because it, it was the first time being so far away from my family. Even when I went to college, I, I went to school in Rhode Island. I was an hour from my, my family and I was home all the time. Just, uh, and not having the ability to drive home and, and see your family. It got lonely at, for a little bit, but when I first moved out here, I went around um, knocking on people's doors to introduce myself because I moved here knowing nobody. And, uh, you know, kind of just like, hey, I'm a singer. If I'm ever loud and being a pain in the ass, like, I'm sorry, please just let me know. Like, come knock on my door. I, I'm not trying to be, but I met some of my best friends still just kind of doing that in the That's little apartment that we were living in. And yeah. That's fantastic. No, it's, I mean, it's, it makes that transition a lot easier when you can find some people that you can start making connections with, albeit even if they're smaller connections and then, but then they turn into even bigger like friendships like that. That's super great, man. And like, I'm just glad to hear that you were able to transition that way and that it was good for you in terms of growth as an artist and things of that nature. And, you know, you seem, you've been putting out you know more music lately, I would say. I mean, I think that uh, you would put out a single, what, in 2018, was it? Correct? Is that your first single? And and that one did very well. What was the name of that one again, if uh, remind us? Uh, Warning remind Shot. Us. Warning Shot, yep. And I, mean, I know we've had that conversation where you've said um, that one is also uh, sort of a, a, the equivalent of clocks for you. You know what I mean? Like that's that one is almost too overplayed for you now. I think we've, we've had that conversation before. <laughs> Don't wanna die. Yeah, I mean, in my friend group especially, and in my family, that has become the meme of all memes because- That's great. That's that great. that was, yeah, I released one single in 2018, but the original plan was I, I had 20 songs lined up that were gonna release and uh, shit kind of hit the fan in that project. And we only ended up releasing this one, which was everybody's least favorite. It's a great song. Like I, I, I do appreciate what we did with it, but it, it was it was everybody's least favorite and it just became this big joke that oh you had to release the shitty one you so that's the one that you're going to be remembered for forever because then spending two years and sitting on tons of music and not releasing ever anything like that's that's your legacy right there warning shot yeah like, oh yeah. god which which you yeah, hope you hope not but not not that not that you just you don't want that one right you don't want to be that one hit wonder even though the song is great but I thought this year, at least, well, I should say it's very early. It's January. But uh, in late 2020, you you definitely had dropped. Uh, at least you had been you know, prepping what you have coming this year. And then you had a huge collaboration with We Are Fury, which was one of our, actually, our honor roll songs from our graduation 2020, which just concluded. It, oh, you are so welcome. And even the We Are Fury guys, uh, they reached out and said thank you. So huge shout out to, to them and, and this song, Animals, which... Uh, has over a hundred thousand streams on spotify it's doing great and i man just your vocals sound so gr amazing and just perfect over this production Tell me, tell me a little bit about that collaboration, how that kind of come to be, and, uh, and what's the reception kind of been from uh, from Animals? Man, I, it's such a crazy story. So uh, I have this friend, Kyle Reynolds, who's an amazing writer, um, and we had been trying to set up a writing session between the two of us for the longest time. And one day he texts me out of the blue. He's like, hey man, like I'm going to write with these DJs. They're really cool. They're from Canada, so you know they're nice. I was like, yeah, of course. Canadians and um, he was like do you want to come with and I was like yeah that sounds great absolutely and we went we ended up writing two songs that um, are on the album one is animals and then um, we did another one as well and 
originally when we were writing it, so when you're writing for yourself, you know your tendencies, you know the way that you're able to sing, and you're able to fit that yourself into a box, kind of, because I'm, I'm not the most talented vocalist that there ever was, and there are some things that I can't do. So I was writing this as if I were writing it for somebody else. They're like, we've got this great vocalist, he's insane, like, it's gonna be so good. I was like, great, sounds good. And we finished up the session, you know, we had a great time. The We Are Fury guys are amazing. And a couple days later, I get this text from one of the guys in the group, and he was like, hey, we were wondering, do you want to sing uh, vocals on animals? I was like, absolutely not. This is a hard song for me to sing. I can't do it. Thank you for the offer, but no way. And he was persistent. And I was like, God, this, this guy is so annoying. I, like, I'll give it a shot, but no promises. Can we at least lower the key like half a step? And he was like, no, we've done too much. Just, you'll be fine. Go do it. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. It happened to be maybe close to the pandemic. I don't know. This was the first song that I ever recorded myself in my room. Like I was used to going to studios and having people much more talented than I am when it comes to vocal production. And I ended up doing it myself. And I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't sound that bad. And their, their production on it is great. Um, it's Joaquim and, and Stuart are, are the two guys in the group and they do an amazing job. And Stuart did all the mixing and vocal engineering for it. And I remember hearing the final version. I was like, oh shit, this is, this is pretty good. And honestly, originally I was kind of apprehensive about putting my name on it. And thank you to the We Are Fury guys who were, you know, just consistently texting me and just like being like, you need to put your name on this. This is great. Like we're, we're going to kill it. They convinced me and I did and we got a lot of love from it. We ended up on a bunch of big playlists like Mr. Suicide Sheep posted it on their YouTube and their big playlists. And in the first couple of months, it got, you know, 600,000 streams on, on Spotify. And that was my biggest song. And everybody ended up loving it, myself included. And I'm so thankful that they kept pushing me to do it. Yeah, I mean, I was looking the other day too. It is the most streamed song from that album. In case you were, in case, like, in case you didn't know that. I mean, I'm sure you do, but like, it doesn't. That must be when I was looking at the, the looking at that the other day. I was like, wow, that's a pretty cool. Like, you know, I know it's, I know it's just one collection of albums, but or excuse me, one collection of songs on an album. But even still, I would be, I, I'd be freaking out. I'd be like, hell yeah, that's great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, most stream song from the album. It's, 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 it's incredible, man. And and you do just. And like you said, the production is um, it's just so just like that that drop, man. I, I just can't get enough of it. And your, I mean, you you had some like real good passion and emotion in some of your vocals, especially on that second uh, that second hook, where you just kind of start like belting them. Oh man, just just so good, so good. Like I was, I love love that song, man. I really do. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, like I said, I'm happy that I did it, and it was a tough one to sing. Um, so I live with my brother, and I I remember he was just losing his mind because I'm in here like singing that that second hook, screaming into the microphone just because like, I, I'm definitely a perfectionist. I want to make sure that I can get the best take of everything that I do. Mm -hmm. And I, it, it was a lot of takes. Yeah. A lot of takes. <laughs> it can be, yeah. Even when I'm recording by myself, doing a lot of, even the graduation 2020 episodes, like can be a lot of takes. I'll admit that, you know what I mean? It just, it happens like, it, it, but when you, when you care about your craft that much, right, you're gonna try to get, get the best and the most perfect, especially if you have the time to do it. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to be an over perfectionist, but at the same time, you, you know, you, you, you want to be satisfied with the work that you put out, you know, cause you put so much into it. So totally. And you know, I, I, you you do it for yourself as well. And it's this, the little nuances that maybe only you'll notice, but like, that's important to me. Right. And I, right. I know that it's important to them and it only makes, you know, the best product possible. Right. Exactly. So no, I mean, but no, thank you but, for all the praise, man. For real. I appreciate no, it. I mean, like I said, I know that like, I mean, it's, it was on our playlist. I think it's still even still on the playlist, if I'm not mistaken, our playlist. I know our playlist isn't like one of the bigger ones, but like, and then, but yeah, no, I just had to, had to give you guys the credit because I genuinely like from a completely unbiased perspective, I was like, this was, it showed up on my top hundred on Spotify. Like it was, I played the shit out of that song. So like, it just, it had, it had to be there. So.
uh, on a roll for sure, man. Great, great selection. I'm glad. Make sure you guys go check out that episode. Shameless plug. Go check out that episode uh, on a roll where Jordan Tariff and we are uh, Fury are featured. And, you know, we did a top 20 Massachusetts list and a top 20 uh, just songs of the national stage uh, list as well. And then just released our top 10 albums. So that was that was that was my work over uh, over the Christmas and uh, the New Year's break. But uh, just really happy to get those out, and, and of course have you have you on on the list. But and uh, an early contender for me this year for one of my favorite songs to to go back off you again. Like you just released "Time Moves Slow," and you sent me this. I want to say, I think you sent me this right around the summertime, actually, when we first started chatting, and um, and it actually made on it made it onto a crew commercial, which was uh, interesting. You sent me that too. So some days are better than others. founder of driving. It's something about the wind. Which makes you feel like you're going somewhere. Finally getting to all those things that we put off. Tell me a little bit about first off. Let's start with the song. Uh, of course, the single. I know you've been sitting on it for a while, and I know you've it's something that you've been really excited about uh, releasing. So, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about the creation of this song and uh, really the inspiration behind it, and of course the reception now that it is it's finally out. Yeah, I mean, so I I wrote that song during the the first quarantine, um, the nationwide quarantine when the pandemic had just hit, and we were all obviously going through it once the push-up challenges stopped on instagram and nobody was drawing any more pictures we were all kind of like this sucks like what what's going on how do we find happiness and the song was kind of just a message to me and other people like it's just you got to find happiness in the moment that you're in and kind of let go of all the all the other things it was a a realization for me that like you know you got to do the best with what you have and understand that you know, there's a lot of good even in the bad times and yeah I was just trying to get through it the same way that everybody else was but I was writing it and then my manager who actually ended up shooting the crew commercial was like hey I was just contacted by crew and they want me to do a commercial and I, I was wondering if you would maybe be interested in doing the music for it and I was like, absolutely. I actually have a song that I think could perfectly fit the mood that you're going for. Because he, he had this vision for the, the project and really talented guy. He's a really strong creative director and director. And um, we worked together on it for a while, kind of honed it in. And uh, that was my second time recording vocals myself in my room, which was cool. And we sent it out to these two guys that I'm working with in South Carolina, they're doing my album and EP with me. And it, it kind of just clicked right away. Like we, we told them the story, we worked on it a little bit together, all of us. And it, I was really happy with the way that it turned out. Yeah, it's really, it's really amazing. And like, it's, it's a, such a cool feat to have that, you know, in your back pocket and to know that uh, not only does, does does the song land on the commercial, then you release a single in uh, really January first, and it's I mean it's gotten great reception. You've um, you were telling me the other day. I'm just looking at it. Just hit like just hit sixty thousand as of today, no, and uh, with, with streams. So that's fantastic, man. I'm I, I honestly I'm I'm really stoked about that. Um, obviously, it pales in comparison to something like Animals at at this point. But you know, I'm an independent artist. I released it with no sort of marketing, no sort of support behind it, and not to take anything away from We Are Fury, but they, they're signed to a label. There's a little bit of, um, it's a, just a different story. And right. when 
when we hit six, I mean, it's only been a week and a half and 60,000 streams in the first week and a half. That's great. I'm, I'm really pleased with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, oh, yeah. And I, I just, I really love what I love the most about it. And I think now having the context of when you created it, you know, it's, it is more of a solemn, you know, really tone to it. You know what I mean? And it really gives off that type of mood. And it's like the piano chords, they're very just light. And, and I just think that your vocal, again, it's, it's, it's so cool to see you on a song like Animals, right? Which is a little bit even more electronic, pop inspired, and you, you kind of having more of those stronger vocals. And then you can get even a lot more of the more touching, softer side as well with a song like Time Moves Slow. You know, I think that versatility is only going to bode well for you in the future and give you more opportunities. And, and again, I mean, I love both songs very much so. And Time Moves Slow for me is, is one of my, again, early early contender for one of my most played songs already. So it's again, like I, I just commend you for, you know, just do, putting something out too that was relatable, right? And something that we I think could all feel because I think it has been a long, almost year now when you think about it because March was when this whole bullshit started, you know what I mean? And, and we're almost at that point. So it was very needed. I'm glad that it resonates with you. And I, you know, yeah. like I said, in the beginning of this, that's all I've ever wanted. I want people to, to feel something when they listen to what I'm writing and singing. And that means a lot. So thank you. You're welcome, man. Absolutely. Uh, and you did mention you have an album and an EP coming along the way. Is 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 that is that true? So it's, it's either so or. It's, uh, it's okay. undecided. We got a, there's a lot of music. Um, fortunately, I, I haven't stopped writing yet. So we're, We've definitely got a lot cooking, um, but no, no definitive plans as far as which one it's going to be. Okay. I, maybe I just keep releasing a bunch of singles and then package it all up together. But I, I don't know. And when when can fans maybe expect more music after? Uh, I know, of course, you just released "Time Moves Slow," but uh, do you have a timetable for it? Or are you just kind of just working until you uh, you feel like it's ready? I, I think very soon. I would say, you know. Be, be on the lookout very soon sometime in the the next month or so is is what I'm, I'm trying to do um it's just when you record so much music and it never stops and you're like the the deciding is the hardest part it's like yeah. when should i release this one this this is great that everybody can relate to this this is one of my favorites but there's also blank and and blank you know so but definitely keep Keep your eyes open for very soon. Awesome. Awesome. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm sure, again, our fans, our, our listeners, definitely be on the lookout for more Jordan Tariff songs. I'm sure you obviously can go stream Time Moves Slow. It's out on all platforms. Obviously, Animals is too. I should have mentioned that earlier. But we'll definitely link them both in the description. They're down down below. And uh, you can hear both of them on our Night School New Music playlist. So make sure you guys give that a follow as well. And uh, so, again, more music coming from Jordan pretty soon. And I definitely wanted to talk to you too about writing. It seems like that's really kind of another strength of yours as an artist. So you're, I mean, you're a great vocalist. You definitely have a good ear for melodies and beats and, and, and production. Uh, but you, and you also seem to be a strong writer and you do a lot of writing for other artists. So tell me, you know, some of the stories of you, who you've written for, and tell me a little bit about how the writing side of things for you has helped you grow as an artist as well. So yeah, I only started writing for other people um, about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Um, so I was originally signed to a deal with a, a small label and a, a producer two years ago when Warning Shot released. And then things didn't work out the way that we wanted. We were kind of in a, a bit of a lawsuit for a little bit of time and you know, the music was being held and I couldn't release it. So I, I turned to writing for other people. And one of the first people that I ended up writing with was somebody who's my best friend now. Her name's Chandler Layton. And I reached out to her on Instagram because she had been posting some covers and posting some stories of her singing. And that kind of got the ball rolling. Like, that was a great experience. Our styles are very similar. This sad boy melancholy sort of music so that was a very comfortable place to start something that you're familiar with but to get somebody else's perspective and somebody else's story and voice that was a a, a nice thing and it kind of just continued to snowball you know I started writing for some different rappers and pop singers and lately 
even before animals came out, this this DJ world opened up, and I I guess all the DJs must talk because you know I started writing for a bunch of DJs. Chandler and I were writing for like Elenium, Blank, Jason Jason Ross, um, and a bunch of other people, and yeah, it's, it, it started with something that I was familiar with, and then I forced myself into different genres because I was like, this is great. I, I feel like I've really honed in on this sad boy, nostalgic sort of feeling. Um, I want to I want to explore other worlds and uh, start writing for other people and other genres. And it's been a it's been a good ride so far. Well, it's it's good too that you're not staying complacent. You know what I mean? Because I think that if that can kind of be sometimes, uh, you know, almost a detriment. And even if you're really strong, and I know you do the melancholy, uh, you know, sad boy as you mentioned, as you as you uh, describe it, style of music really well. But you know, you do want to get a little bit more versatile, step out of your comfort zone, because that allows you kind of again to to grow and sort of figure out, okay, like what other what other types of styles and genres can I get into? Or like maybe again, you become a writer. Like one of my favorite artists is John Bellion. And John Bellion is somebody that got into really like got a lot of his popularity because he started writing for other people. You know what I mean? Like he had, I think I remember him on one of his songs on his last album was saying that he was having a bidding war between uh, with with uh, the monster, but with that he wrote for Rihanna and uh, and Eminem, he was having a bidding war between that song with Rihanna and Beyonce, and that's I mean that like it's it's crazy what those types of you know opportunities can can potentially bring. So if if you if you put yourself out there, so that's great. I mean, there's some big names. There's Elenium and Jacob Ross, and you know I think that there's you know definitely a a niche there. Uh, and I, I do want to ask you too, because I am an English teacher, so I love writing. I am not so much a creative writer by any stretch, definitely more of an analytical writer, as, as most of you know me, like as a blogger, as a, you know, as, as a podcaster, all that stuff. So, but for you, like what helps you to write and like, especially maybe when you have like writer's block or, you know, what, what do you think about? Is there a, a, a really a, um, a routine you have or do you meditate? Do you go to a certain place, like a specific, like physical place? Uh, you know, what kind of helps you with that writing process when you, when you need an idea to spark? So it definitely depends on the situation. If I'm the way that I approach it when I'm writing for someone else or with someone else is every time I walk in a room, I ask, how are you feeling today? What, what, what's been making you happy? What's been making you sad? What's been making you angry? T- tell me what's been going on in your life. And, you know, it, it's funny because every writing session is probably like two hours of just conversation, like an hour of writing music. And it's just, it's, it's a really personal thing. And it's about getting the other person or getting each other to, to just talk about what's going on. Because I, I think that's the easiest and best place to write from for me just real experiences and what you're feeling and it it feels the most authentic when you're able to talk about something that's going on in your life uh so yeah i always walk in i ask everybody how how they're feeling and and then we have the conversation and, and see where it goes organically but for myself there are definitely moments where i get writer's block but i i remember a couple years ago a, another great writer who's one of my good friends uh his name's jay hart he recommended this book to me called Big Magic, and I read it, and, and it talked about the do-something mentality, mm-hmm. and it's just about every day making sure to, to do something, and I, yeah. I apply it to my writing. If it's 10 minutes a day, even when you're feeling so incredibly uninspired, try to do something for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you come up with nothing. Sometimes it just, you know, that 10 minutes snowballs into 20 minutes, snowballs into two hours, and you have six new songs i always always try and force myself to do something because if if you wait for inspiration to hit every single time it's like you know you're going to be waiting around a lot Mm, so yeah that that's definitely always my approach and um i i spend a lot of time up here unfortunately (laughs) but uh i I ask myself what's going on what are you feeling what's what's new like are you are you happy are you kind of moody these days acting a, a type of way to certain people like what what's really going on and I'm thankful for writing because it's always been my outlet for that you know I feel like I'm able to stay pretty even as a person because of this mm. it's a good way that's to get your feelings across 
Interesting. No, that is very interesting to to hear that and hear that sentiment. No, I, like I said, because I'm not in like a, a creative writer by any stretch. So I, I definitely wanted to, I mean, my mom is uh, someone that is very much a creative writer. She's a poet and, and wrote a book and things like that. Yeah. So that, that didn't, that didn't spark for me. I was definitely, again, I'm more of an analytical mind, but um, I'm always interested to hear kind of the different routines or approaches to, to writing songs because I feel like everyone has a different one. But I think a sentiment you said was that I really feel strongly about too is do something you know, like even on, and I, I feel that way too. I think it's just it, no matter what, like doing something like that will make you feel accomplished. And, and I, I mean, this is something I don't do. And I want to try to get better at doing like more consistently, but they even say there's something psychological about just like waking up and like making your bed in the morning. Like it kind of gives you a, I, I think it's very, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's small. It's a little cliche even, but you know, it gives you such a um, or this, this kind of sparks this, okay, I, I, I did something, I accomplished something. Now I'm going to go accomplish something else, you know? So, right. so yeah, it really yeah. does. It's, it's like a body in motion tends to stay in motion. It, it does tend to True. snowball. And like, mm. I'm a creature of habit. So every morning I do, I wake up, I make my bed, I make breakfast, I work out. And it's like the, the consistency that I've created definitely helps me to stay in that mindset of, of do something. And it, it makes, sitting down at a piano to try and write a song that much easier when I've already made my bed and mm. I've already worked out or, I've, you know, whatever it may be. So I, I completely agree. And I think that that's, that's a great sentiment. Yeah. You can kind of get that, those, um, those anxieties and those worries of like random little things like that, like out of your head, you know what I mean? And you can focus on what you're doing. No, I mean, I mean, even like us, I, I mean, like working out, like really anything like that, you know, that can, raise your endorphins a little bit and give you just to help you better mood. I think that's just, that's just so important right now because I think we're about to face a mental health crisis if we're not already, not already in one. Like that is going to be, of course, what I, I mean, I'm not going out on a limb saying this, but I think that is going to be the sort of the aftermath of this pandemic, honestly, is, is, is a health, a mental health crisis. So it's like, you know, what can we do on daily basis is just to, keep ourselves you know feeling good about ourselves and feeling accomplished because it can be hard especially these days right i mean there's days you don't want to get out of bed like i've been there man like it sounds like you have too like we've all kind of yeah we've all been there we all feel that and it's just important to recognize like when you're having one of those moments okay this is a moment i'm having this you know what what can i do to you know get out of this once i'm, I'm ready to you know what i mean because i mean sometimes you just you just have to have that day yeah, no, it, it is important to, you know, I, I'm not one of those hyper positive people. Um, power to you if you are, you kind of scare me, but that that's okay. Um, <laughs> I, I Some days you're entitled to a good sulk, you know, like no, lay in bed a little bit. But it, it's like you said, the, the bed thing doesn't feel cliche because it, it really is like, it's a small victory that mm. only, it's baby steps. But you know, like, okay, this week I, I made my bed once and then next week you make your bed twice. And it's like, that's, that's a huge improvement. That's tangible. Like right. it only continues to get better. And of course you'll have some moments where like today I need to spend the day in bed and do it. This, this is a tough time. We've never been more isolated and we've never been more unsure and, and wary of what the future holds. But, you know, awesome. as long as you can continue to make your bed here and there, power to you this is the uh the big the big theme of the day just just make your bed and everything will be okay <laughs> jordan says make your bed i say everything will be okay because i'm overly positive but no i don't i don't mean to sound like overly positive either like i i am more of an optimistic person just as in general but i mean i wasn't calling you out oh hey oh it's fine no it's cool like it's i i, I know but like i can be you know i i think that you know, you have to have that balance a little bit too. Like when shit sucks, like you just got shit sucks. Like it just, it is what, you know what I mean? You, you have to accept that. I think there has to be a, um, a balance there at some point on some level, right? You can't just, you know, it's like the, uh, the meme where like the, uh, the cartoon dude is sitting in the chair and there's a whole, the whole, uh, you know, what it, the whole house is on fire. Everything's fine. You know, <laughs> it's true. Like, listen, thing things do suck. Sometimes life is hard. The world is crazy. Like, we don't need to shy away from that, right. but you can, you can choose to sit in that feeling and say, okay, it all sucks. And I, I can't, I can't do anything about it, but you can, you can acknowledge the fact that it sucks and still make your bed or still go for a walk, still do what you need to do. And I, I think that, 
you know, the more that you're able to do that, it's beautiful. And I know that everybody's trying their best right now. Exactly. Exactly. It's a, yeah, just inevitably a tough time. So, and I, I got to say, you know, it's, it's testament to artists and creatives like you that, you know, we're again, putting things out into the world that are really clearly resonating with people. You know, there's, there's clear tangible numbers attached to that and, and real human beings that you're impacting with your music. So I just, again, want to thank you and really, I mean, all artists out there, but especially because I have you in front of me, so, or in front of me digitally, of course, but, you know, I just, again, want to thank you for, again, having that mentality of like, you know, what can I, what can I create that's going to help people right now? And what's, and I, and I think, you know, all these songs that you're putting out, Animals, Time Moves Slow, whatever is coming, I'm sure is going to be something that will be you know, relatable and will be able to, again, resonate with, with people. So thank you so much for all your, all your, uh, all your art, man, and sharing it with us. It's, it's, it's been a real, real pleasure to, to watch your journey over the last six years, uh, six months, almost at six years. It does feel six years, right? We've known each other for so long. Hey, right back at you for real. I think that what you're doing here, just providing people the opportunity to have a conversation about, you know, music as the first thing, but whatever comes to our minds, I, I think it's beautiful. I think that this is cathartic for anybody listening or watching, or even, you know, for me being able to participate in it. This is, this is important, you know, like, especially because a lot of us are still locked inside of our homes, not, not really seeing people in the, right. the way that we used to. And that that's hard. And we get an opportunity to, to talk about music that we're writing about what's going on, or just talk about the, the state of the world. And, mm. I, I think what you're doing is beautiful, so thank you, and also thanks for the praise. There's a lot of thanks being thrown around right now. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Coldplay. Shout out to Chandler, especially Chandler. Like you put me on to her. Uh, she's going to be an artist that I think is going to be on our radar too, and and uh, in the in the near future for sure. But and uh, but yeah, especially the the Coldplay conversation. All of it's been great. Jordan Tariff, you've been a fantastic, fantastic guest. This is again, like, like I said, this was. I was so happy to kick off the new year with your interview I, I almost I, it felt right to me you know what I mean especially when you know you had reached out and you were like hey I'm finally ready I'm dropping a song on January 1st like and I was like beautiful you're gonna be the first one first guest on the uh on, on the turntable teachers guest uh guest speaker series in 21 so thank you so much you're not quite done yet I have my final question as I feel like I haven't asked this question in so long I haven't had a guest speaker episode in quite a while and the ones we were having before graduation 2020 was all album analysis stuff so my favorites, my favorite question, the dream song scenario. So I will structure it for you. You get a song, all right? So Jordan Tariff song, and you can have anybody on that song, dead or alive, okay? And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give you some criteria here. You can have three uh, guests for vocals and then someone to produce. Or you can have a couple of different producers if you want like certain instruments from one producer or a melody from another producer, however you want to structure that. But Again, maybe somebody, somebody do the somebody to do the hook, two guest verses, and you get a verse. But you're great at hooks too, so if you want to do the hook and give like you know guest verses out, totally cool. It's your dream song scenario, and the floor is yours. So again, dream song scenario: who is on Jordan Tariff's dream song? So right off the bat, I don't want to be kind of corny or cliche, but I think as far as the producers go, um, um. I'm really, really big into keeping it in the family. And I, I think that the people that I've been working with, um, you know, down in South Carolina, Micah and John Thomas, I'd love to continue to work with them. That's my dream scenario because I, that kind of from the ground up sort of thing, it, it's always been what I've envisioned. And I, I think that it's beautiful. Bring your friends along for the ride always. And the music that I'm putting out this year wouldn't be possible without them. And I, I genuinely, and I don't even think I'm biased. I think they're the most talented producers I have ever worked with. Um, and I've, I'm very fortunate to have worked with some of my heroes as far as producers. So those are the who I want to produce the song. I'd love to, you know, have a, a woman's touch somewhere in the song. And I right off the bat, somebody that I've always wanted to collaborate with is, is Sia. I think that she is undeniable as a vocalist, as a as a writer too. I mean, she's been writing for everybody forever. Um, I hope I don't get punched for this one, but Chris Martin's gonna have to jump on a verse. 
There you go. Absolutely. I was waiting for that. <laughs> and then for a third artist who I think I think I want John Mayer playing guitar. Um, you know, getting some good licks in there. And also he would he's one of the most hands down, one of the most talented songwriters ever. He's incredible. I mean yeah. he what that man can do with a guitar, what that man can do with a story, I I just think that a song with all of those people involved would be just next level. The melodies and the, the story that would be told. That's my dream scenario. I first want to say that I've never heard anybody say that they just want their in-house producers or who they're working with currently to be a part of their dream song scenario. So I, I, I love that answer. I feel the same way. It's like, Big shout out to my producer, Sam McKenzie, who I will take anywhere that I go with, as uh, wherever I go as well. So I'm, he's he's coming along with me and he knows that. So, uh, of course, everybody on the team is, but especially Sam, because like you said, like you you want that person you you kind of started with and uh, that you're, you know, because again, he's been, been one of my best friends for so long and just kind of jumped into this accidentally. Just, you know, he was like, hey, like I'm doing a little uh, video producing, like here, here's something. And then he just naturally has gotten so, so much better. So, but anyway, like, I just think, uh, I think that was such a great, uh, you know, great answer that you, you chose them. And of course, of course you had to have, yeah, I had to have Chris Martin. And, and I think it, I almost feel like it's weird that John Mayer and Chris Martin, you would think that maybe by now they would have like done something together, you know? Cause I feel like they would do us like do something very well together. Yeah, I agree. I, I, when it was coming out of my mouth, I was also surprised that it's never happened. Maybe it has. John Mayer writes for a lot of people. That's true. Um, one of one of my favorite albums that he worked on was actually the the Daniel Caesar album, the most recent mm, one. Yes. They yes. they did a lot of the songs on that together, and uh, I really fell in love with Daniel Caesar throughout that that album. That's a good one. He I saw him at Boston Calling the year before, the, so it was 2019. So it would have been before the obviously before the pandemic. So. But he was he was fantastic, and Sia is weirdly enough like underrated. I don't know how she's still underrated, but she is. I mean, she every song she puts out, I just I just absolutely adore. She's so good. She's she's incredible. Do you do you know what LSD is? Not the drug, but the band. I <laughs> I do. It's obviously her, Labyrinth, and Diplo. Like they had their 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 collaborative album. Oh my God, it's the coolest thing. I think that that, like, I think they must have been on your podcast before you asked them, who would you want to work with? And they were like, let's, let's start this. Let's, it's such a weird assortment of people. Right. And their music is so just explorative and cool. I like, I, I think that when you bring so many different people in and they're all very, you know, primarily pop, but they created some cool stuff. Well, even still, was it? They had pretty sure they had they Lil Wayne on one of those songs, and then I want to say Tory Lanez. I could be wrong. I could about be that. really. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember, but I'm gonna look it up really quick right now. But I, yeah, no, I'm I'm stunned as well that they, um, that that, that they kind of worked. Like when you when you think about it, you didn't you wouldn't expect you know these two uh, these three excuse me to to work on a song. I mean, excuse me on an, even an album, but they they did. It, it's pretty crazy. I, I hope they have more plan for the future because it I, I wish more people would do that and it come on it, it's a drug I'm sure everybody gets a kick out of the name of the band oh for sure absolutely uh, I'm trying to look no it's just it was just Lil Wayne it wasn't Tory Lanez I, I clearly made that up but uh even the the Lil Wayne's you know situation I mean that was that was just a kind of out of left field too that 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 he got put onto that album but yeah yeah no it was a good listen I def- I enjoyed it especially when I heard it and uh labyrinth hadn't heard him much since that like one song he dropped like a, a while back right like his right, big like jealous scene. um wasn't jealous god now i'm bad with my that was incredible jealous was one of his most um like most listened to or most streamed songs i'm pretty sure right that one and oh boy which one is it mm. now i'm curious now yeah, me too. Like I'm trying to find it. Which was like his most Um Oh, Beneath Your Beautiful, that's the one. Oh, right. I forgot that he did that. That was a like that was eight that was eight years ago? Wow. Or nine. No, because it was twenty twelve. It's twenty twenty one. Oh my god, that was nine years ago. Good for him. He's been a, he's been at it for a long time. Right? And I was a senior in high school when that shit dropped. It's that long ago. That's crazy. 
damn. Time. I Jordan, get that all the time. Jordan, time moves fast, bro. Time don't move slow. What you talking about? Time moves fast. Damn. Way too fast. <laughs> oh, man. Too great. Jordan Tariff, everybody. Huge, huge shout out to you, man. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. This was this was so much fun. Uh, tell the people where they can find you and and you know plug plug yourself. This is the opportunity, so go for it. Not that you've plugged yourself the whole time, because this is of course this interview is for you. But where, where can the people find you? Socials, all that good stuff. So everything. I've made it pretty easy for everybody. Just at Jordan Tariff. That's tariff like the tax. T A R I two Fs. And uh, yeah, please please stay tuned for. A lot of music coming this year and, and thank you so much for just being patient with me and having me on the show this has been a, a great experience dude yeah when whenever you were ready we were so I, it was i was super pumped to do this and uh, again like i said this was uh this was i think a great way to kick off 2021 having you on the show and uh with all the all the obviously the big you know uh, accolades and and and, and uh, songs that you've had in the last couple of couple of months and now of course, with new music on the way, people. So if you like what you heard and what you've heard so far, definitely go support this man. Give him a listen. Give him a follow on Instagram, Spotify, wherever you get Apple, wherever you get your music. And just just keep supporting, guys. Seriously, keep and support these indie artists. They need your help now more than ever, especially so. But uh, Jordan, we can't wait to uh, maybe have you on again sometime. And we're going to be obviously you know, plugging your stuff as, as soon as it comes out. So, and you already know that. So you are a officially a turntable teachers alumni. So congratulations. <laughs> thank you very much. And, and likewise, I'll always be supporting this. So thank you again. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm Mike. This is Jordan Tariff with the turntable teachers and class is officially dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,